0: Hey, I'm Guy Boggan. This is the Come Here To Me podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 7th of July. I was going to say I hope everyone had a lovely weekend because I was meant to record this on on Monday when the email went out when this week's email went out but uh, it's Wednesday so I still hope everyone had a good weekend and I hope everyone is looking forward to this weekend and that everyone had a lovely pride month. I know I've been missing for the last few weeks both on the podcast and on the emails and just as the podcast got going I was like I'm going to see you next week and then I dropped off the face of the earth for a month but I hope everyone had a lovely June and I have so many ideas just both with the podcast and Come Here To Me but I was so busy with other work and freelance work and just yeah a whole bunch of other things. It took a bit of a break but I promise there's so many exciting Come Here To Me things coming and I'm talking to certain people about having guests on the podcast because that is what I want as I said before. I want people on but I just wanted to change it up from the format it was in before so again to reiterate will the podcast will be different than it was before it'll be more related to the emails but not as related as today's one is going to be when I'm by myself and I'm just going to go through kind of like what was in the email on Monday if you saw it amazing if you read it in depth this will probably just be a big repeat but if you glanced at it and you didn't really pay attention um, I'm going to talk about a few different things but firstly uh, there's so much sport going on right now and I hope everyone's really excited about it. I'm super excited about it. There was Euro semi-final last night, Euro semi-final happening tonight, I think. And then the final this weekend, Wimbledon semi-finals ahead now, and then final this weekend, finals this weekend. We have an exciting F1 season underway that's actually competitive for, for once. And then the Lions tour is kicking off very soon. The warm-ups have already started, but the tests are going to get going at the end of July and the very first week of August, I think it's the last one. And then also at the end of July is the Olympics, which I am really looking forward to. Uh, I think it's, uh, I just love watching the Olympics. I love watching sports that I would never normally watch. I love supporting like all sorts of nations because Ireland, we do have actually, we actually are well represented. I'm really looking forward to see the Irish contingent and best of luck to them. But we'll, We'll do an Olympic podcast closer to the time. But I also love, because we have very few athletes uh, proportionally to other countries, Uh, I love just supporting all sorts of nations in all sorts of fields. I saw a tweet which made me laugh by Michael Fry, who, and I included it in in this week's email, and it just says, looking forward to the Olympics, sampling small bits of everything without having to commit to anything too big, the tapas of sports. I thought that was funny. I thought it was very good. Okay, let's get on with the main story. No main story. The main title of this week's email was Ladies and Gentlemen, The Weekend. I'm sure you've seen this meme, or hopefully this will ring some bells. Ladies and Gentlemen, The Weekend. What? Ladies and Gentlemen, The Weekend. What? I just thought I'd play it twice. Uh, so that is a clip of Daniel Craig on Saturday Night Live introducing the artist The Weekend. And obviously he's saying it like in a flabbergasted like I can't believe it's the weekend but as in talking about the music obviously but it relates (laughs) nicely to that Friday feeling and that's why it became this big meme so this is last summer it became a meme I'm sure you've all seen it but I actually want to talk about is there's a Twitter account called ladies and gentlemen the weekend and that's all it is. The title is the same as the meme, the picture is the meme, the account is just entirely based on this. But every single Friday, it posts this video every single Friday. And what's gas is that without fail, it gets a massive response. So between 100 and 200,000 likes and tens of thousands of retweets. So I'm going through even just uh, this week's one, or uh, yeah, the last few weeks have been. 130k, 160k, 160k, 100, 220k, 260, 215, 200. So, like, these are hundreds of thousands of engagements with this tweet. And it's the same tweet every single week. So, while the corporate world scrolls Twitter on a Friday, it just doesn't seem to get old. And I love it. And I love how I'm sh- like thousands of people are not liking this for the first time, they know it's repetitive. But it's that same, the same feeling every week. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. So yeah, <laughs> that is the, uh, I just thought that was funny. I'm sure if you are on Twitter, you'll have seen it or you might see it. You can follow the account. 350,000 people follow the account. So, and it, again, that's all I post is that video every week. I just thought that was quite funny. Then the other thing I want to talk about speaking about this weekend, well, I actually don't want to talk about it, I just want to mention because I thought it was quite significant. You can go and read, there's a bunch of interesting articles in The Economist and the coverage of it in The New York Times. But this past weekend, the US very quietly, but officially left their last base, Bagram Air Base, to the Afghans. So leaving Afghanistan indefinitely and in a very uncertain state of Taliban advance. But that is a whole other, again, not my area to go into. But I just thought after almost 20 years, my whole lifetime, eh, they've been fighting a war in Afghanistan. So it's kind of mad that that's over. Not the not that the war is over, but that's, they've, that they've left. So I don't know if they achieved much in that time. It's not in the state a good state now. It wasn't in a good state when they entered. But again, not my area to go into. I just think that's like that quietly just happened and i think it's quite a big deal but then the other thing more positively that came into effect this weekend this past weekend as well is i'm doing a lot of current affairs here and this is cool is that the eu has banned certain single-use plastics a lot of them in fact so this is a, a directive that passed in 2019 but you know as with these these quite major changes they take a little bit of time to come into effect because you, they have to ban something outright, so they have to have companies sell off their stock and stop manufacturing and, and so on. But it was due to come in on July 3rd, 2021, and time flies. It's That was on Saturday. So the single-use plastics that are no longer permitted to be sold in the Irish market include cotton buds, cutlery, pla- plates, stirrers, chopsticks, straws, expanded polystyrene, single-use food and beverage containers, and all oxo-degradable plastic products. Oxo-degradable... I know they sound degradable, they actually have been found to degrade into microplastics, which are a huge pollutant of the oceans, so I'm glad that they're gone too. So if you want to read more, you can read more on the Irish government website, the Department of Environment, Climate and Communications. Um, There's further rules coming in and bans coming in in 2023 and 2024 and goals for the future, but... Yeah, I just love that that's actually happened. I feel like it's taken a while, but yeah, from now on, they can't be sold. And um, that's cool, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I just thought that was cool. And then, so, sorry, this is so bouncing around topics-wise here. It's all somewhat related, kind of flowing together. But the world has a new ocean. And that was the other thing I saw recently. It's, again, it was a few weeks ago, actually. When this all came out but i was missing on the emails and i thought it was you know to be clear to anyone new community is not current affairs i know this seems very current affairs but it's more just kind of interesting takes on society things i noticed cool things could be anything anything from week to week this one just happened to be quite a catch-up on things that happened recently but to join the atlantic pacific indian and arctic oceans Nat cartographers officially recognised the Southern Ocean as the world's fifth ocean. Cartographer, cartographers being um, map makers, essentially. So th- we have a new Southern Ocean. And the term the Southern Ocean, I'm sure you've heard it before. It's not a new term. It hasn't just been created at the moment. Like this, it hasn't just been created this month. It's been used by scientists and in the media increasingly over the last few years And so this is more just officially recognising it for and defining it on a map and recognising it for its ecological distinction, of which it is ecologically different, it's distinct. And they've kind of finally put a mark on that. So unlike the land and the continents that clearly define the other oceans, this one kind of just... Is defined within. <laughs> if you looked at a map that wasn't marked, you wouldn't know, if you know what I mean. It's, it's around the 60th degree of latitude. If you flip the globe upside down, it's basically a circle around Antarctica, slightly off the coast of Antarctica. And they have used the Antarctic circumpolar current to define this new ocean. So I have a quote from National Geographic here. The the ACC, which is the Antarctic Circumpolar Current, flows from west to east around Antarctica in a broad, fluctuating band roughly centred around a latitude of 60 degrees south, the line that is now defined as the northern boundary of the Southern Ocean. Inside the ACC, the waters are colder and slightly less salty than ocean waters to the north. So previously, the Pacific Ocean, Indian Ocean, Atlantic Ocean all kind of would have just ended wherever they hit Antarctica, and now they end a little bit further out. And a surrounding Antarctica is the new Southern Ocean. On a related note to that, also included in this week's post email, if you got that, you might have seen it. Was a um, a YouTube video, a YouTube series by Jay Foreman. It's Jay Foreman? He's one of the guys of of a duo. It's his channel. He has almost a million subscribers, and they did this. They have a series called Map Men, and they answer the question of what is a continent which I thought I knew the answer to. I thought that was really obvious, like, oh, there's this many continents. But there, and the the reason I don't give a number there is because when you think about it, what way do you count them? And what is the answer to that? So it turns out that not, not only is that quite a hard question to answer, different cultures define it differently, different education systems around the world define it differently. Some say there's five, some say there's six, some say there is a a different five than someone else's five. So, yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> it's it's it seems like it's an easier question to answer than it than it actually is. And normally the definition of a continent is a continuous landmass that is surrounded by water. And by that definition, the Americas is kind of one continent, so it wouldn't be North and South America because they're separated by the Panama Canal, which is a, a man made canal. And similarly, Europe, Asia, and Africa are all connected by land. It's only separated between Africa and Eurasia by the Suez Canal, again, a man made canal. So that just makes it two continents, three continents, if you include Antarctica or if you put Australia on one. Even with the tectonic plates, it's all a bit of a mess. So basically, in this video, which I recommend giving a watch, there isn't really a conclusion because continents also define cultures. And while it's very easy for us in Western Europe to be like, okay, we're European and we're very different from Japan, we're very we have a very different culture from Tokyo. So we're opposite ends of what could be the same continent. When you put try put a line in the middle as to where you end up splitting Russia in half, or you end up splitting Eastern Europe in half, um, and there's no real part where that would actually split. For example, the example they use I'm kind of rude in the video here, but the example they use in in the video is Istanbul. If you were to draw a line through Istanbul, which you know from our perspective seems like oh yeah, that would be the middle kind of, but you know that's culturally that's just not a, a line between Asia and Europe. You know, anyway, just thought it's interesting. There isn't really well, how many continents are there? And also on the in, going back to the Olympics, which we're all looking forward to, the six rings are meant to define six continents, or the five rings, sorry, the five rings, three in the top, two in the bottom, are meant to define five continents, excluding Antarctica, which doesn't have any inhabitants or any <laughs> Olympic representation. So it's, it was meant to be, I think, North America, South America, Europe, Africa, or sorry... One two, <laughs> uh, yeah. I or maybe it was at the Americas, Africa, Europe, Asia, and then or Eurasia, and then the third continent was kind of everything else: the islands or Oceania and Australia. Anyway, uh, just thought. Yeah, do you know how many continents, continents there are? I don't. <laughs> Hey this is where we could have a sponsor, but the podcast doesn't have one yet. So if you're enjoying listening and you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest way is by subscribing to the free come here to me email. And you can do that at comee to me.ie. That's comeer to me.ie. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So the one of the story that I wanted to just talk about that I put in the email was this pretty remarkable. And again, if you this isn't new, uh, you may have heard this before. I'd heard it years ago, but I, I hadn't really picked up on it properly. And then similarly, if you are someone who watches the news or news in Ireland every single day, this was featured in RTE a few weeks ago. But a 98 year old woman, Irish woman, helped win World War Two. And I know that's quite a quite a statement, but Maureen Sweeney was recently awarded a special US House of Representatives honour for a weather forecast that she made that helped the D-Day landings. So from Black Sod Lighthouse in County Mayo at 1pm on the 3rd of June, 1944, 21-year-old at the time, Maureen Sweeney, was the first to forecast a severe storm coming from the Atlantic. This information then led to the D-Day landings being postponed by at least 24 hours, I think it it was. Maybe it was two days. So details, obviously, you know, details of this enormous military operation, even though it was enormous, were completely covert. The Nazis couldn't know about it. So it wasn't until a decade later that Maureen and her family actually found out that she may well have helped change the course of history. I think it's insane. It's remarkable. Imagine this woman just yeah, her job is to you know read the weather forecast, and she just happened to forecast a storm. And I, historians will can say this or can say this better, but I'm pretty sure the the forecast, not the forecast, the weather of on the D-Day landings was pretty rough. It wasn't ideal at all, and that was obviously the tail end of the storm that had passed through. So you know, had they gone a day earlier or two days earlier. And not delayed it. And the weather, you never know, the weather <laughs> might have, you know, they might not have been able to land the boats. That might have been cool. Like, they, it might have been a failure. And then who knows where we'd be now. So uh it's insane how something like that in County Mayo could affect something so huge just a little bit down the channel. And Maureen beat COVID 19 as well in the last. So she's 98 and she beat COVID 19. What a hero. Uh, what a hero. So that is kind of all I want to talk about today. I will leave you with the thought of the week, the thought that was in this week's emails, which is that zero sugar cans use the away kit and diet cans use the alternative kit. I really like that thought. Uh, so obviously if Coke would be a good example, not that I need to explain it, but the zero sugar cans are instead of being red and silver, they're red and black. So it's the away kit and then the diet cans are the alternative marketing money cans <laughs> if it was a football club in uh in the silver silver kit yeah that is i think all for this week um i'm trying to think is there anything else no not really i think i just i'm really excited i want to reiterate that some cool stuff is coming for come here to me there's a brand new website that i'm working on that will kind of bring the blog slash email slash weekly posts together with the podcast and merch and anything and support links and all that in kind of in one place and rank it better in search and just make it make it more official so i'm really excited about that so i'm working on that and i will see you next week hopefully (laughs) or very 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 soon Guys, thank you again for listening. I really, really appreciate it. If you would like to subscribe to the Kimir to Me email, you can do that at Kimir to Me. It's free, it's just a little something interesting every week. Um, and that is all. Thanks again for listening. Genuinely, if you have any feedback, you can let me know and email me at guyb at Kimir to Me. Other than that, I'll see you soon.